Well, hey, friends. It's another episode of Crusher Talk with your host, Haley Crusher Kane. Hope you're having a good day today. Um, I'm excited because uh, Dr. Reed Kane has procured a trailer, a travel trailer that we're going to hook onto the van. Uh, we did hook it, we, we got it all hooked up with the brakes and everything so that we can put our belongings on the back of it and drive from California to Michigan. Um, originally, we, we had a route that was going to take us through the Rocky Mountains and might be a little bit more strenuous, um, especially for a van towing a trailer with a box on it that um, <laughs> Dr. Kane is going to construct. So he is building a storage box to go on the trailer and then the back of the, the van, which I have full faith will be, it'll be successful because, you know, if... He is a very um, uh, accomplished carpenter and a thinker, and I'm sure we'll figure it out. Um, but any anyway, um, it, instead of doing that route, um, we're looking at possibly doing the Southwest and going down through Arizona, New Mexico, which should be fun because, you know, I although I've driven through lots of these places, and I did stop in Flagstaff really briefly um, during our month in the van over the summer, um, I haven't really gone through New Mexico in the sense of like stopping anywhere, doing anything. And it is going to be quite a drive, you know, probably a week, um, just going real slow and safe and towing the trailer. So who knows, maybe we'll stop along the way and see some cool stuff kind of come up around the top of, um, either come through Colorado or, top of Texas, probably through Colorado. It's not completely routed yet, but we are, we're looking at the map. We're about 30 days from our big move cross country, which is so exciting. And uh, we're just preparing for that. So that's where we're at today. Um, I was re I was thinking and assessing, you know, what is the point of this sub stack? What am I trying to do? And I want to come back to the idea of it just being an audio gift. I just wanted to pop on and share a little bit of my life with you and maybe share a little bit of my my energy, whether it's a little positive or sarcastic or silly or whatever I'm feeling that day. And um, that's kind of where, where we're at in our life. We're really thinking about the move. We're excited about it. It's also a very scary and you know nerve-wracking thing. There's so many things to do here in California that we're trying to wrap up. That's just Peyton Manning Crusher jumping off the bed. Um, but one of the things that we've kind of started doing, which has been really a joy actually, is having some events that are sort of farewell events and marking the time that we're, that we've been here for me about 10 ish years and for, uh, Dr. Kane about 15 years, give or take. And, um, we've had a, a going away kind of show. We had a, a show in, uh, at the siren in Morro Bay. And a lot of great people showed up to that. A lot of friendly faces. Felt a lot of love in the crowd. And it was a really fun show. <laughs> um, we played with a band called North by North out of Chicago. They're also, they're a two-piece. Um, they, I mean, they sound so full, though. The drummer um, is Kendra. And she uh, uses a click track. And she also has um, a bass track that plays, which you wouldn't even notice. I mean... I didn't even notice it, but it just seamlessly works so well. And then her partner, 
um, they're not married, but they are a couple. Um, Nate plays guitar and he was just such a freaking shredder. It was crazy. Um, just an amazing, amazing guitar player. I, for a lot of it, actually, I was in the van cause I was like getting ready and I have to like do my outfit change, of course. And I always have those moments of quiet. It's important to me to just sit and be quiet and like have a moment. And, um, for, even from the van, I was like, wow, this is an incredible band that is just very, very talented. Um, they also travel around in their van. They had been on the, on a really long tour and they were, uh, on their way to the Bay area. They're from Chicago, like I said. And so they, we checked out their van. They have bunk beds actually in theirs and we showed them our van and you know, we have sort of a loft bed situation and they were like, Oh my gosh, you guys totally have to do a YouTube video talking about, you know, how he built that, um, that loft. And I think that's a great idea. You know, I've heard a lot of people say that, um, they're like, oh, I hadn't thought about it that way, uh, putting the, putting the bed at the top and then all the musical gear in the bottom. And so, uh, and also putting like the sink in and putting in the cupboards and things that, uh, Dr. Kane Esquire has done. And so I think that's a great idea. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll do like a quick video tutorial on how that whole kind of custom build came together with the Dodge ProMaster. Um, we were able to have them stay at our house at our Airbnb, which was nice because we didn't have anyone in there. And it's always nice to help out, um, fellow travelers on the road. Um, but before I go too much into that, cause I'm going into van life now, because this is what made me think about this idea for this episode, if you will, was like the van life episode. Um, the bogeys, which are a local band played and they were super fun and groovy and trippy and kind of psychedelic and just very vibey and, kind of set the tone for the night. And, uh, it was funny cause their bass player came out with this like super metal looking bass that was just like super sharp and spiky. And I don't know what kind of bass it was, but it was like one of those bases where the body is like really small, but like has like crazy jagged edges. I I'm really showing how little of a gear person I am. And I would be embarrassed, except I have met so many people that aren't into gear that write great music and not to be mean, but other way around people that are super into gear, but never play music that I'm like, you know, gear is not for all everyone. Um, but I do, I could, I could draw a picture of this thing, this bass. It was beautiful, but he comes out with his long hair and his like crazy metal bass. And then he goes and just no picks, you know, he's like using his fingers. He's slapping the bass, you know, for lack of a better term and just getting all funky. And it was just like really cool to see that sometimes it's fun when you see people get on stage and you kind of know a bit about them, but then you're like, whoa, I am shooketh by what you actually ended up doing, <laughs> you know? So they were great too. They were um, a local local band that shared the stage with us. It wasn't like something we had planned to be our last local show, but because that's kind of what happened. We got asked to do it and we just realized pretty quickly, you know, that we're probably not going to have time to do another show in slow County. So just make it the local show or make it the last one. And we had to, we did like a little selfie from the stage. I'll post that here in the sub stack. I also just sent a newsletter out this morning with some really rad pictures. Our friend Gunner took shout out to Gunner what a champ he is. He took a, a ton of great photos of, um, the show and did a little video of it. And, um, it was just a really sweet time. And just, I got to see people that sometimes, you know, it's so interesting when, when you have sort of a finite time and, you know, you want everyone that you've ever loved to be in the same room with you, but it's not really like that. And the best part about something like a, a kind of a farewell show, although we will be back eventually, but as locals, our last show as a local band is 
you kind of even see people that you weren't expecting to see that you're so happy came and you're just like, oh yeah, hey, it's been a while. And it was really touching to see some people come out from like Santa Maria, our friends, Josh Snow and his wife and his son, Sterling, who is like the punkest and coolest guy. Um, the whole family came out and it was actually their, um, Josh and his wife's 26th anniversary. He actually had a venue in Santa Maria called O'Sullivan's and we had the pleasure of playing his last show ever, um, when they, he was closing down the venue to remodel it. Um, that was actually our, I just realized this, that was our album release show, which took place in, on January, in late January, 2020, right before the pandemic. And it happened to be like the last show we played, uh, before the pandemic. Um, or no, no, that wasn't the last show, but it was one of the last shows we played. Um, the last show we played before the pandemic was actually in March of 2020. And that was at the slow public library. We, it was our, we do an annual, um, crusher summer crush, but we called this the spring crush. And it was a celebration of the art of our friend, Neil Breton, where, Traditionally, we we'll, we get a bunch of garbage, basically old cardboard and just materials we find laying around, old house paint. I mean, just anything we can find, spray paint, and we make a set. And for the first few years, I think we've done it now three or four years. It was a pool pool setting because that's kind of what Neil is famous for his pool pool paintings. And so we create this life size set. It was always really fun to do, a little stressful sometimes, um, but always a joy to like see it finally come together. But this, this one that we did, which was, which was our last one was so cool. We had like flamingos and we had cactuses and we had, this was Neil's idea, but like this giant face, like it was basically my face with my cat eye glasses, like behind us. So with a tongue sticking out. So it looks like we're playing in front of like a crazed carnival, you know? And it was really wild. It was really fun. There were all these kids there because it was an all ages um, event that was sanctioned by our local arts council. So there were like kids like moshing and like throwing balloons. At one point, there because we, we we actually blew up like two hundred balloons, courtesy of my friend Jen Hicks. I'm sorry, that's not her last name anymore. She's married now. <laughs> um, but my friend Jen, um, she. Uh, she lent us this balloon blow upper thing. I ne didn't even know this existed. And um, you basically just put the balloon on it and it like blows it up and whatever. So we did all these balloons. And there was one point of the show where I like head butted a balloon into a child's face and it just made me really happy. So I've, I, I, I definitely have been feeling nostalgic and thinking about those kind of things and those kind of events and those kind of like community coming together events that are kind of far, few and far between where we live at this moment in time, um, certainly during COVID and, and before COVID too, to be quite frank. And um, it's very sweet. It's very bittersweet, but it's a beautiful time to uh, be alive, you know life is change, right? And without change, it's stagnation and stagnation is just a stopover into a bitter town. And nobody wants to be bitter and upset about, you know, the shots they didn't take in life. I saw this great quote on the internet the other day, you know, that the inspirational quote, you miss a hundred of hundred percent of the shots you don't take. It was, um, <laughs> you miss a hundred percent of the shots, period. You're ruining this team. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, you, you get what I'm saying there. That's, I just, I just felt it was funny to turn that on its head a little bit because 
everyone's always saying these platitudes about change and, and, you know, life and journeys and, you know, everyone's on a journey these days and, um, everyone's on a hair journey. Everybody's on (laughs) some sort of journey, but anyways, um, what was I saying about this? Yes. So, uh, we had North by North at the house and we were looking at the van situation, what they had set up and everything. And it just got me thinking, you know, we're going to be back in the van for a week. And then we're going to be, once we get to Detroit, we'll have a a few days rehearsal with our Crusher drummer correspondent, Dougie Tangent. And uh, then we're going to go on a two-week tour of the Midwest. So that's super cool. Like, we're going to just go on a tour. (laughs) Um, I have the dates. I'm going to post them. I'm not going to bore you with them all here. But we are definitely going to um, quite a few states, actually. Uh, we're going to be in obviously uh, Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, Pennsylvania, um, and New York. And we're actually doing kind of multiple, multiple shows in those States. So we're kind of doing this little circle around this great loop that is, is, is accessible by way of Detroit, which will be really, really fun. But now that I've mentioned our drummer Dougie, I'm realizing I should, I am remiss that I did not mention at our going away show, our final local show at, in Morro Bay, um, Action Ben Cabriana, who I, I've told you guys in the past, has been a great drummer for us for about four years and then had to move on to like take on different life challenges, yada, yada, yada. You know how it is. Change, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and um, he asked us, he's like, hey, can I pop on and play a couple of songs. Like what would Sam think? And so we kind of all t- discussed it as a band and decided when he would come in. And we, we, so there was a point in the set where, um, he was supposed to come up and play. And like, I pretty much completely forgot about it <laughs> until Ben, um, you know, commandeered the stage and took over the drum kit. And it, it really was funny because I did forget. I am very spacey. Um, it really did kind of seem like, Oh no, like, our, our old drummer is like usurping the, the throne. And um, we did have this original idea of making it like a really fun wrestling thing where like Ben comes up with a folding chair and like he's the heel and Sam is the face, you know, and they get into some sort of like crusher battle. But, you know, in the moment, it's just you just go with what works. <laughs> but I thought that was really cute. So I'm actually starting to call them step drummers. So now I have several step drummers. So I guess, you know, we're a blended family here and uh, I'm like the step mom. So I guess I'm the mom. I'm the mom. But all the step drummers, you know, I love them all equally. They all have their special gifts. Um, They all have their special gifts and their special gifs. Um, Each drummer has their own gif as well. Um, so anyways, we'll be on that tour. So that's going to be really fun. And so we'll, we'll be in the van for like quite a while. So we're getting the van kind of geared up. And I thought I would share a couple of the things that are essential for us to be in the van and to have van life and like the way that we travel comfortably. I don't know if I've mentioned most of this stuff before I might have, but I just thought it'd be fun to go through a list of some of the things. I mean, It's kind of amazing how little you really need once you kind of have the essentials locked down and then you kind of have a routine and you figure out like how to deal with life because in life there actually are only a few things you do. You sleep, you eat, you expel bodily waste, um, you party, like play shows, 
I mean, or whatever you do in your life for fun. And then, you know, sexy times. Um, what else? I think that's it. Like, what else is there? So as long as the van is able to be, you know, to work as a springboard for all the things you need. Oh, entertainment. You know, so you sit you sit and you watch a movie sometimes. Um, what else do humans do? You You read. I guess that's entertainment. I mean, there's just so few things that you really do. And so you really don't need a gigantic house or even a house in general to do those things as long as you make space in the van or, or considerations, if you will, for what you need. And everybody is different. For instance, I'm really into skincare and I needed to have a sink. I really, really wanted a sink. And so I needed to, wa- I needed to wash my face at night. The baby, the baby wipes were not cutting it. So for us, you know, we have a small sink. It's nothing fancy. Um, it's not like there's no pump. It's not like a super, um, it's, it's one of those ones where you basically like, you know, put your foot over this sort of like, um, it is a pump actually. It's a, it's like a do it yourself thing where you, you press the, the, um, rubber down and it causes the water that's in a tank to come up the hose and into, um, the water fixture. And it's just like, you know, tank water. So it's not like it's, plumbed or anything like that. Um, but like, that was something that, you know, after the first couple tours, I'm like, you know what, dude, I wear a lot of makeup on stage and I need to wash this off. Like I can't be, I can't just be like baby wiping my face or like using a makeup wipe. So, um, I'll go into like what we kind of have figured out that we like and like what we need. So first of all, we have the Dodge ProMaster. It is not the extra long one. It is one shorter from the extra long one. I don't remember how many feet it is. <laughs> um, I wish I wish that um, my husband was here for this because I feel like he would have all the specifics. But I'm gonna actually link below like kind of some of the specific things. So, the Dodge Pro Master is great. Um, basically, there's no back window, but there is a screen, so you do you can see what's happening when you're backing up. Driving this van, it's a 2018 van. Um, Dodge Pro Master. Driving it is actually extremely comfortable and extremely easy. Um, because it's tall and not super wide, it doesn't actually feel that different than driving like a normal car with the exception that you're high up. You're basically like, it kind of feels like you're like driving a bus or something because you are definitely high up. The seats are really, really bouncy and really cushy. Um, but they are. So what we've learned actually is that um, having the seat back even a little bit, it might seem more comfortable, but for long drives, um, what Dr. Kane has found anyways, is that having the seat completely upright has been really great. And the lumbar support is really good. So that's been really great and just helps with fatigue in his driving. Cause he's the driver. Um, I book, I'll book and I'll, I don't, I didn't book this tour, but I usually book most. I book, I promote, I do all that stuff. And he drives also, I play guitar. I mean, that's a thing. I have a job. (laughs) Um, So that's kind of how, you know, that goes with the driving. Um, We do have a map, um, like a digital map in the screen, but we don't use it. We actually just use um, Apple, Apple, uh, I'm sorry, Google Maps. And so Google Maps is our maps of choice. And we have our little like area. We put the phone right up there so we can see where we're going and then um, up above where the steering wheel is, there's this um, really nice, just like really deep, long um, compartment that you can throw stuff up there. And up there, you'll find stuff like um, your Q-tips, your tissues, 
there's a little spot that Reed has his nail file or um, nail clippers because that's important. I mean, before you play a show, it's uh, the other night I was like freaking out, like, where are the nail clippers? Because there's nothing worse than getting up on stage and then realizing your nails are, are just a little bit long and they're just kind of like not it just making it just makes it not fun um, for the when you're um, with your fretting hand. You know, you're trying to press down on the strings. You want minimal resistance when you're playing, you're switching chords quickly and to have like a snaggle nail. Oh my God. It's like the worst thing in the world. I know that sounds crazy, but it's kind of important. Um, we got our flashlight, um, up there. Um, any documents or important things like that can go up there. So that's like our little cockpit area. And then, um, directly behind that, we actually have a trash can and we just use a normal trash can. It's like a taller trash can you get from maybe like office max or depot or whatever stores exist like that anymore if they still exist um like an office trash can kind of thing um this has been really great and we actually use like a trash bag and we just keep it there it never falls over um it's really sturdy and it's right behind the driver's seat and we found that's really important for just like if you're driving and you're eating half a burrito and you're trying to like navigate and you have this thing on your lap and like it's just easy to throw like the hot sauce packet directly behind you like I love this trash can so much, you guys, that I bought it on Amazon and bought myself like a small, soft trash can for my car. I'm actually, I sold my car and I'm driving um, a borrowed car from a friend right now, but um, I'll link it below um, in the uh, Substack notes. But um, I have this little soft trash can. I, having a trash can in the van is really important when you're living in it, um, especially because it can get gross really quickly. And you might think like, oh, I just have a couple wrappers here and there. But every single day, it's going to be kind of rough. And then there's some days you just don't find a trash can to, to unload it. So sometimes you have, you know, food in there. Sometimes you have baby wipes because your feet were stinky and you wanted to like wash your feet. Like it's, it sounds disgusting because it is disgusting. It's very, very important that, um, you have a real trash can that can actually handle, you know, a couple days of trash. And then you can take that bag out when you have a dumpster or a place that is allocated for trash. Um, in between the seats, we do have a dog bed and that is where peanut uh, sleeps while we're driving. Peanut is a really good driving dog. She just kind of plops down and doesn't do much. And she's not very neurotic. She doesn't have an overwhelming need to, like, see out the window. Meanwhile, our dog, Peyton Manning, he is a little more – he's very neurotic. He's the one that's on the Prozac, as you guys know. Um, I've been giving him a mixture, a special elixir of trazodone and uh, gabapentin on these long drives. And he sleeps on my lap normally. Um, although he does have his own little area in the back too. He likes to be in the back where the bed is, but you know, traveling with two small dogs, it's important to just have like soft places for them to sit, especially if you're going to go out and you're going to like get a, grab a burger or something. It's just nice for them to have a blanket that's accessible, a dog blanket, um, you know, if it's a little chilly out or just a bed, cause you know, they're fine in there and it's like their domain and they see it as like their house too, but we want them to also have their own little spots where they feel comforted and safe. And so that's been important for us. Um, so in the back of the van, like in like the, the heart of the van, if you will, that we have a small countertop, um, on one side of the van 
and that, that was a, a custom thing that um, Dr. Kane has built, as well as a small sink. It's just a little basin, little sink with, like I said, the, um, the fixture and the pump that you use with your foot. We purchased, we actually found this, all, the whole idea on YouTube. Um, I'll try to find it, but it's worked really well for me. It's not something where I would necessarily use the water to brush my teeth. It's more just to like wash or if you want to wash your hands or something, your hands are dirty. It's really nice to just be able to um, lather up. You know, it's just a very, very nice thing to have. Um, I will say that the tank that we use is a really cheap, commonly found sort of thing you can find at a army surplus store. We found ours at the local army surplus store. And the way that the tank is devised, it's it's actually for like soldiers or people, I guess, soldiers, to um, have drinking water for a long period of time. It's not like a mobile carry it around on your back thing. It's more like you would have that in your station or wherever you are. Um, but the way it's designed, it does not grow um, like harmful bacteria and stuff. Um, the way that it was there was a whole sticker on there talking about that, how it's, it's good for, you know, camping. It'd be good for, you know, travel because it's not going to like become rancid. It's not going to grow some weird shit in there. Um, it's light proof, you know, it's, it's a, it's a really thick, durable plastic. And so that's what we use for the tank. And we've had water in that tank and I've sometimes not used it for like a month and then I go to use it and I'm, it's not bad. It's not like it gets a funky smell really. Um, so I really like it and it's a good size to where it fits underneath that countertop in its own kind of wooden console area that was built around it. And, um, it's small and tall enough to where it carries a lot, but it doesn't take up a lot of space. So I should say it's big, um, but it's skinny and long, if that makes sense. Um, again, don't you just love my descriptive skills? They're so good. It's like, it's like I'm, it's like I've never heard of a number before, or I'm kind of scared of them. Hmm, interesting. Um, <laughs> there may be something to that. So um, next to that water tank in the back, on in that little wooden uh, console under the um, countertop. Mm. Okay, I refill my coffee. Not that I need it, obviously. Really going hard today. Um you'll find our power source. So basically we have um, two batteries. The van has its normal battery that powers the van and then we have a second battery that runs all the time. So when that, or charges I should say all the time. So when our van battery is on, it is charging our backup battery. And so in that console there is, um, I guess it's like a generator, um, like interface thing where it's got, um, the on and off button. It's got some USB ports. So you can plug in your, um, devices and such. And then it also has, um, you know, just normal power ports, which is fantastic. and has come in super helpful for things like running a coffee machine. We have a small Mr. Coffee machine that it basically just makes like one cup at a time. It's really small, but there's a little spot for it there. And you can plug that sucker in, make coffee in the morning, which is so delightful. There's so few comforts on the road that having something like hot tea or coffee can be the difference between a good morning and a shit morning. Because the mornings that you have to go and run to a coffee shop 
to get, you know, your caffeine. It's just going to add one more thing onto your day. It might be out of the way of the route. You might be, you know, in a more rural area because that was a good place to sleep, but it's not near where the caffeine is. So like having the caffeine in the van is just epic and we can have our own coffee, our own tea, what we like. So um, plugging that in has been great. I also use it sometimes for like a hair dryer every once in a while on like my once a week wash days. <laughs> and th- those are things, those are, um, those are appliances that can and do take up quite a bit of battery life. So if we were just relying on our van battery, that would be not very wise. And we would run our battery down pretty quickly. Believe me, we actually have done it before when on times when we didn't have the secondary battery charged. So having that whole system set up has been incredible. And people are always confused. They're just like, oh my gosh, like you should come inside the house and and you can use this and this and that because you don't want to use the battery in your van. And we always have to tell people like, no, we have two. And we, you know, as long as we're always charging that second one, which it just charges when the van's, when the van's running, there's nothing to worry about. Like we're fine. Like we, we have more than enough power to power, you know, laptops, power our jet packs for Wi-Fi, power, you know, whatever we need, Kindle, um, you know, even stuff that is, get to pull a lot more power. So that's been really great and something that we also found out about or kind of researched through sort of the van life YouTube thing. Um, so there's that whole area. Um, then I guess going through to the countertop, underneath the countertop, there is an area for a cooler. Now people are always asking us, um, you know, how we're, you know, eating on the road, how are we keeping things fresh? I mean, it, it's not an easy task, I'll be honest. We don't have a fridge. We have a cooler. And the main thing about the cooler is every maybe two days on the road, you need to go and get more ice. And what we do is we put the ice, we'll get like a big ass bag of ice and we put it into Ziploc bags. So we have these little Ziploc bags. We put the ice in there and that allows us to keep everything cool, but allow us to Tetris it more. And also so that things won't get wet. Definitely don't just put like a bunch of ice in a cooler and take it in the van because that gets gross real quick. I'm sure you guys already know that from literally camping or any other time you use a cooler. The only time I would ever do that is when I'm just having a barbecue and you're just putting beers in it. But we're talking about like food here. So um, the cooler we have, again, my details are very poor, but um, I will link it. It's actually a knockoff of the Yeti cooler and it does have those little bottle openers Um like on the rubber part that that are a part of the enclosure straps for it, which is kind of nice, the built-in bottle opener. Um, and it's not huge. Um, again, I'll, I'll get you the dimensions if you need it. But, uh, I mean, who, who needs that? But that's that's kind of how we keep our food um, cool. It's, it's, it's just a matter of getting ice every couple days and just knowing that once the ice melts, you know, you're going to want to change that out. It's not fun to have like water seeping into your tortillas, you know, stuff like that. And I'll just briefly talk about food. I mean, one thing that we do on the road, which I think I've mentioned before is overnight oats. It's very easy. Um, whole oats that you can just get from the grocery store. You could put any sort of milk in there and then fruit and peanut butter and nuts. I like nuts. And then you just put it in there in a jar or in some sort of like plastic container or metal container. And then in the morning when you wake up, you have a delicious hearty breakfast. It basically tastes like, I think it tastes like oatmeal, but more like of a dessert. Like it feels very sweet. It feels very luxurious, especially with honey on top in the morning or or maple syrup because it's cool. 
So it's very cooling. So having the berries, it's not a bad way to wake up. It is very filling. It's going to give you enough um, energy to just kind of get to the next thing and get like more protein. <laughs> um, we try to like not bring that much protein in the van. It's just not a very smart thing with the cooler and obviously cooking is hard. So we might bring things like um, sliced turkey breast or sliced chicken breast from the deli counter or um, rotisserie chicken that's shredded in a container because those are things that, you know, you can keep them cool for a couple days. You're not going to want to keep them too long because obviously like even in the fridge, you're not going to be able to eat that for, you know, two weeks without heating it up. I mean, that could, that could definitely make you sick. So it's like a couple days at a time, you know, sometimes we'll go and refill that at the grocery store. Um, we also like to do things like eggs, um, because obviously they're like the self packaged protein and they're not going to go bad. You can keep them in a small carton in there. And we do have a Coleman gas powered grill, like a little one that fits really nicely above the, um, secondary upper compartment, which is kind of like right before you cross the threshold into the cockpit. There's another nice deep, compartment up there where we can put things like our um, Coleman stove. So we've been known to stop and make a hot meal. A lot of it's tacos, a lot of it's tortillas. So you get your tortillas. Our favorite thing to do is tortillas, get them nice and hot on the, the grill. I do bring a small cast iron pan with me on the road. I feel like that's all I really need. I do bring a strainer as well because it's nice to do like a pasta every now and then because um, pasta is really easy to do. But we'll do like the tortillas, we'll do ranch style beans. Um, and so you put the tortilla down first, ranch style beans, and then do an over medium egg on the grill, throw that on top. If you have a little lettuce or avocado, throw that on there, a little hot sauce, and you have like sort of a Mexican style egg dish that's good sort of in breakfast, brunch, or lunch scenarios. And that's been a real lifesaver for us and something that just as delicious. Like we just like to eat it and having something like a Mexican, even just like one shaker of spices, um, to throw on those eggs is like all you need because you need salt, you need pepper. Maybe it's nice to have a little cumin or a little cayenne or something like that to spice it up. But I mean, it's kind of hard to mess up a delicious egg dish, right? So, um, I've been eating a lot less eggs lately. In fact, I I've been eating tofu instead of eggs, so we'll see if I can make this um, happen on the road, and I'll bring my tofu in the uh, cooler and see how that goes. So that's kind of the food situation, the cooler situation. To the very left of the cooler, still underneath that cabinet, is a, is a tall hamper, which is exactly the same situation as the trash can where it's tall, it's, it's, it's stable, it's not going to fall over, and it's not going to take up a lot of space because it's tall and skinny. And it's going to fit all of our dirty clothes. And oh my gosh, having that is really nice um, because you are going to, you know, rewear a lot of things, but at the same time, things are going to get dirty. Um, one of the things we do in the van when we're doing van life is we each bring about three pairs of wool socks and we'll wear the wool socks for four or five days. That sounds disgusting, um, but it's not. So wool is breathable and it also um, resists bacteria. It's naturally anti microbial or something, I want to say. Um, they don't smell really. Um, and they're actually really nice and cozy to wear in the van, which can be cold. So we do like the wool sock thing. That's a nice tip. Um, our favorite ones are the darn tough. I think I've talked about this before. Uh, we're obsessed with, uh, our wool socks and, um, 
our red wing boots, which are also the van attire, you know, red wing boots and wool, wool darn tough socks are the van staple for sure in terms of like being ready at all times of the day to hop out and do what you need to do. Um, another staple that we have, which I hate to say it, but we both have a pair of Crocs and when you have to go pee in the middle of the night or if you have to get up and go out, take the dog out into some wet grass, it's really nice to have Crocs and just slip those on at like two in the morning and you could pop in and out. They are not cute. I have been known to go into a gas station or two wearing my Crocs. Um, he's got the pink ones. I have the orange ones and another pair of pink ones. And it's just helpful. Like having a pair of slippers in the van is just helpful. So they're like our house shoes. Um, so after that, you know, to the left of that, there is a raised area. That's our loft bed. And what we did was we actually purchased, um, a real mattress. You can actually get mattresses in different sizes than you would think. You can actually get mattresses in things that are not just the standard sizes of like queen, full, whatever. So if you are doing something like this, just know it's totally worth it to get a good mattress. Like our mattress is better hands down than most of the couches we sleep on on the road. If we have the option between sleeping on a couch or sleeping on our mattress in the van, we're going to choose the mattress in the van. Luckily, we're both pretty on the shorter side, but we're able to sleep. Um, we sleep perpendicular to the van itself, and um, that works really well for us. And it's just really comfy and allows us to get a good night's sleep when we're doing shows or we're traveling a lot. So that's really nice. And it looks like Reed's home, so I can ask him where the mattress is from. I'm doing a sub stack right now. Oh. Where's our mattress from, from the van? I don't Amazon? I don't remember. Okay, we don't remember at this moment, but I'll get that for you. I, I'd say having the mattress is probably, I mean, is the number one most important thing, having a good mattress. So I'm always excited to sleep on that mattress, honestly. I, I never dread it. I'm never, you know, once I get in the groove of being in the van, I'm just super into it. It feels nice and it has its own little cocoon like quality. Um, lately we've been using a lot of wool blankets. We do have a really cool wool quilt that, um, my mother-in-law made so lovingly for us, which is super warm to the point where we've been in very, very cold situations lately, you know, in, you know, 10 degrees, 12 degrees snowing, um, where it's hot and sweaty under that thing. So having really nice wool, again, wool blankets, um, are really nice to have in the van. So we have a couple of those and those roll up really nicely um, if we need them to roll up. Um, and then so above the bed we have, or I should say at the foot of the bed, um, on the other side of the van wall, we have some cabinets and those cabinets act as our wardrobe. So packing minimally is obviously super important, but um, you know, we all have stuff we need to bring like books or clothing or, um, for me, I have a whole, um, cabinet that's just toiletries. Um, toiletries tend to rattle and roll quite a bit. So, um, I found some unique ways to like wrap them. You know, you can wrap them in a towel and throw them in the cabinet. You can wrap them in your swimsuit, which is a good place to put, you know, with the toiletries cause you're not going to use the swimsuit that much. And, you know, stuff like that. Like you find little ingenious ways to have all the comforts from home without 
just completely reinventing the wheel. And a lot of times what we do is buy two sets of things. So we have the house thing and we have the van thing. We have like one electric toothbrush with two heads and that stays in the van. And then we have another one that stays in the house. So we're not sacrificing like our normal convenience, you know, conveniences and appliances that we like. We are able to charge them. And so it's just nice to have that and not feel like, oh, we're in the van and we're camping. We have to use like analog toothbrush. You know, once you once you move, move over to the electronic toothbrush, it's kind of hard to go back. So um, that's kind of our whole philosophy is like, let's make the van as comfortable and like home as possible. Um, so we have that whole area. That's just a couple cabinets. And so that's going to be our clothing and stuff. Um, going above the um, the countertop that I mentioned earlier, um, that has the sink, we have another set of upper cabinets and that's where you're going to find granola, cans of beans. Um, you're going to find, um, uh, can opener. You're going to find, um, bags, lots of, lots of cloth bags to take into stores and to use to buy groceries. Um, Things like that are going to go up there. And also up there, I have my black tea, I have my honey, and I have a really nifty device that I love to death. And it is a, um, it's, I think it's called the Jet Boil Tea Machine, and it makes tea in like 10 seconds. No joke. It literally does. It has a, a butane, or not butane, but it has a it has a fire element to it that makes it extremely scary because when you turn, when you turn it on, it turns it just turns into literally like a little fire underneath it and it sounds intense. Um, it's just, it's like a flamethrower. It's, I don't actually use it in the van cause I'm too clumsy. I'm too spazzy. So that's something where that tea emerges and gets set next to me. And I'm very lucky. I'm a lucky woman, um, that I get my tea made for me in the morning, but it's made in 10 minutes or I'm sorry, 10 seconds. Literally. It is the coolest thing. It's so quick it makes it so hot that I'm like, I can't drink this for a long time, which means, you know, that's good. It's going to make your tea super nice, super strong. Um, we have these really great insulated coffee cups that we use, um, that are really nice that I'll link. And then we also have a thermos, which you could use any thermos ever, but that's always nice for the extra coffee. Cause sometimes you brew a cup of coffee, you're going to kind of sit and read and kind of get ready for the day. And then you have to get on the road, you know, we're trying to get places. So having a thermos, which is sort of like a weird old school vintage thing. Like don't forget your thermos. Um, but I always think of people putting like Campbell soup in a thermos or something. It feels very like 1950s to me. Um, but having a thermos, we got a great thermos from the swap meet. It's like a nice big thermos. So having the coffee hot in there is nice. Um, uh, coming to the ceiling of the van, um, my mom and stepdad actually purchased a fan for us, which has changed our lives. It is amazing. It's a fan that basically we had to cut a hole in the top of the van. That was a little, was a little scary because, you know, making modifications, uh, you can't really unmake them. So there was a hole in the, the top of the van for a minute. And then this wonderful fan was installed and it basically pops open. So a little door pops open in the, in the top and there's a remote and you can make air go in. You can make air go out. You can set the temperature that you would like it to be. Again, it's really just a fan. So it's not going to like make things warmer and it's not going to really like, it's not air conditioning, but it is one of those things where if you're trying to take a nap and it's just getting hot and you're in this metal square, essentially, it's great to have a fan. 
I mean, it really does change the entire game. I love putting it on low and sleeping. I just find that so relaxing, especially on the West Coast when it gets hot. Um, it's really nice. Um, it's also nice when the dogs are in the van. And I always tell people with dogs that want to do like van life, get this. And um, that's kind of how I heard about it too, was there were these people on the internet with their dogs talking about how, you know, you should never leave your dog in the car, in the van without a fan like this, because it's just going to help ensure that there is airflow happening. It's not going to get too hot in there. If it's a little hot outside, this is going to help kind of keep things cooler. And it's just smart. Like you can't run your AC and leave the engine on. Right. So that's been a huge help and such a, such a great gift. I mean, one of the best gifts I think we've ever gotten because it just really elevated the whole experience. And let me tell you, if you've had a lot of Mexican food and things are getting a little nuts, a little stinky in there, <laughs> as like I said, there's only so many few things we all do in life, right? I mean, farting is one of them. It's nice to have the fan. Um, Underneath the loft area for the bed, there's another set of cabinets where we keep shoes. I also keep the dog's food in there. Um, and then under there is a wooden stool um, that, of course, Dr. Kane made because why not make a custom stool? So there's a stool that fits under there, which is great for stepping on the stool to hop up into the bed. Because like I said, it is a loft situation where it's a little, a little elevated. You really can't get up there without the step. Um, and then underneath the bed, I'll say in the interior of the van side. So this is still in like the heart of the van, if you will. Um, there is a really small cabinet sort of situated between the bed and the door that opens up. And when you open the cabinet door, it there's a little toilet paper um, roll that sticks out of that. So when you open that, there's toilet paper. Um, and then underneath there, there is a um, cassette toilet, like the kind they use on boats, that pulls out and you put a blue goo uh, packet into that toilet as well as some water. It does flush um, into a chamber and it will take hopefully just your urine because that's all we use it for is like for emergencies and it turns it into that blue goo that you see on airplanes. So it's not disgusting. It doesn't smell bad. It just turns into blue goo and then um, you kind of push it back into its little home and you know, it has a whole little area, um, with a little arm that reaches out so you can, um, really easily dispose of what's it, what, of its contents. And that's something that we do, um, at RV, um, usually RV, uh, spots will have something for that. So there'll be like an area where you can dump. So a dump station. So we always try to dump that in a designated area and that toilet that we have, we've actually purchased two, we just got onto our second one um, since 2018. And what I've read a little bit is that the toilets, these kind of toilets, the one I'm going to link to, they just don't last forever. And they shouldn't because that's gross. So it's one of those things where you might need to buy one every couple years. And it does have a really handy thing on it where it will tell you, it'll show like how full it's getting. Um, there's like a little um, gauge where the red or the green will turn to red as it gets full. So you can know like, you know what, I'm actually near a Starbucks, I'm going to go pee there. But you know, in the middle of the night, you know, you're drinking water, you're trying to hydrate, and it's just hard to always find a place to pee. So that is really essential and kind of one of the big top ones with the mattress, you know, and like, uh, 
you know, having the the coffee, you know, like these are the essential things in life we all need that would make it just a little bit more annoying, you know, if you didn't have that. And um, obviously, if you have to use the bathroom in any, any real capacity, you know, you're stopping at a Starbucks, you're stopping at a McDonald's, you're stopping at an Elks Lodge. Um, I have definitely talked about the Elks Lodge situation. Um, I always tell people that are traveling to get an Elks membership because once you have an Elks membership at any lodge, you get a card and that card will allow you to go to any Elks Lodge in any city. And they, they, most cities do have an Elks Lodge and in those Elks Lodges, they have flat areas where you can park very important flat parking lots where there are RV hookups, there's RV spaces, there's just general parking spaces. Some of them have dump areas. Many of them have pools. All of them have bars. Some of them have uh, hot meals that are cheap, um, things like this. So it's really nice to be able to pull in to any of these places and sleep and know that you're in a secure area where people are not going to mess with you. Um, many times you have to go in and show your card and just pay a small fee, like $10 and put your membership card number down. But really, if you think about it, that is so incredibly cheap. Um, it's, it's going to be around the same amount as, you know, if you go to a state park, um, you know, $10, uh, or K- uh, KOA. Um, so it's, it's really nice. They're usually sort of tucked away in an area that is near, you know, an urban area, but not like in this city, et cetera, like, you know, the, the city city, it's going to be a little bit farther away from, you know, your, your downtown center city areas. So it's going to usually be quiet and having your number written down there and them knowing with the license plate of your vehicle and that you're there that night is actually quite comforting on the road. Because part of why they do that is so that they can see that you're the right person that's supposed to be in that parking lot. And if they're going to do a patrol that night before they go to bed, like maybe one of the members are going to go out there and just kind of look at who's in the parking lot. It's kind of comforting to know that the people that are in that parking lot are all staying because they're on a cross-country road trip, just like you are. And they're all trying to get some shut-eye and you're not going to find sketchy characters or random cars just like abandoned or parked in weird places. These are places that are community run and are, you know, they're, they're run with pride and the people that, you know, are part of these Elks Lodges are generally the nicest, kindest people you'll ever meet. So it's just a really homey feeling to come into an Elks Lodge and know I might get a, I might get a beer, I might get a hot meal and I'm going to be able to spend the night and it's not going to be an issue. Um, whereas with urban camping in the cities, you know, trying to park on the street, which we, we do time to time, um, can be more of an issue. Um, so that said, you know, when you are, you know, parked for the night, uh, we do have two curtains, one that goes in the very back, um, and one that goes in the, um, front, like to kind of cover the, it kind of divides the cockpit from the, the inside of the van and just makes it so it's dark for us and also people can't see in, which is always really nice. Um, and so, oh, and I should say, I said earlier, there's no windows in the back. There is a window in the back of the van. There's no windows in the sides of the van. So you absolutely do want to cover that window up. 
um, at night, just knowing that, you know, anyone could walk by and this is your house. (laughs) So, um, so we do have these curtains. I think we just got some blackout curtains and, um, cut them up to fit. Um, so that was really nice. And, uh, let's see. So nighttime we do have, we just got these lights, um, that are magnetic and the van itself is magnetic, the walls, and they do pop onto the wall and you can touch them. They're battery operated and they go from bright light to mid light to like a dim light. And those have been really nice to put above our pillows when you're reading. Um, it's just nice to have a light that isn't the main light in the van. Uh, the main kind of light that I can turn on is very bright. So having just like you know, a reading, reading light kind of thing, or, you know, a mid, you know, a mid warm tone light that is going to illuminate what you need to illuminate, but not show everyone that you're inside. That's been really nice. Um, and very helpful. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how we bed down for the night. You know, you lock up and you're good to go. So moving around to the outside of the van, Um, our loft is a really nifty idea for a lot of reasons, but the main reason is because it allows us to put all of our, you know, gear or valuables in the very back of the van, um, underneath the loft area. So the loft itself is, I'm sorry, the, the area where the gear is that goes up below the the bed is not accessible from the interior of the van at all. So if somebody broke into the interior of the van, like through the sliding door or through one of our windows, we have definitely had some issues with a tweaker trying to break in um, and pulling things off of the van. That was really scary. Um, but even if they did get in, they would not, wouldn't be able to access our gear. So that's really, really nice the way that we set up the van. So if you go to the very back and you open up those double doors in the back, you'll see at the very top, you know, our bed area. And then below it, you'll see basically just a big square where all our gear can be um, safely housed, close up those doors, and we use um, a really nice lock to just keep everything locked up. And that's been great for us. We haven't had any issues at this point. Um, We've definitely heard some horror stories about bands, you know, having their gear stolen in certain cities and even people casing out vans and noticing like when bands are unloading gear to go into a venue and then waiting till later and These are all things that happen and it is important that if you are on the road, you're really savvy and smart and you think about where you're parking. If you're going to park on a street at night, you're going to make sure you're in a residential neighborhood, look for the cars, you know, make sure these are generally working class to middle class neighborhoods where people are just trying to get some sleep and, you know, you're not having a lot of, um, you know, a crime activity. You're not having a lot of like dilapidated stuff around you, you know, make sure you're parked in a place that feels, you know, slightly more well lit, you know, maybe not like the dark industrial warehouse area as nice as that sounds. Cause it sounds quiet. Um, that's probably not a good thing because it's too quiet and there may not be adequate lighting and, you know, bad stuff happens in the dark. So try to kind of stay on the edges of civilization. Um, that's been something we've definitely learned and, some great other places to park include, besides Elks Lodges, churches, uh, church parking lots, also libraries, public libraries, and um, Walmart parking lots. Um, Walmart is one of the places, I don't support them, but you can park there if you need to. Um, they actually allow RVs and people traveling of 
for any reason to just park overnight. So you're, you're never going to get a tow. You're never going to get a knock on the door from a police officer. You're generally, if you're in a parking lot and you're at Wells Fargo, or Wells Fargo, <laughs> you're at Walmart, they know that you're just trying to get some sleep and that's fine. They're not my favorite places to park, but it is good to know that that is something you can do and that it's expected. So that's really good. There's also a lot of apps you can use to find campgrounds, you know, um, state parks, KOAs, um, even I think Elks Lodges are on there. There's, there's apps you can use to find places. So that's always nice. And yeah, there's just a lot of information out there. So if this is something you're interested in, you could probably just go on YouTube like I did and fall down a rabbit hole and who knows, maybe, um, create your own perfect van life, uh, scenario. Um, I shouldn't say perfect because it's never perfect. It's always a work in progress, but these are the things that help us stay sane on the road. They're the things that keep us moving along and have us enjoying the journey and not just the destination. So I hope you enjoyed this little chat about van life today. And I hope you come to see us when we are in the van um, coming up really soon. <laughs> Next month, like I said, we'll be on tour in the Midwest. So check out the dates and maybe we'll see you on the road. Alrighty. Well, it's almost been an hour, so I should probably sign off. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.